Hey guys, Alex Gilman is my guest this week. Alex is an improviser, a YouTuber, an actor, a comedian, really somebody who's exploring a lot of different paths right now to see what the best way to express himself is. Uh, that's one of the reasons I was so excited to talk with him. Alex and I met in an improv class, The Torch. Uh, I really wanted to talk to him about how he's making these decisions at really the earliest stages of an artistic career. It was a lot of fun to talk with him, really honest, got into some tough love stuff at certain points, I think, and uh, I, I was just excited to, to be able to share things with him. Uh, on another note, on a personal one, uh, there is a show that my theater company, Laughing Pig Theater, is putting up at the end of the month called Survival Skills. It's a two-woman show written by two of our members that I directed and really put a lot of time and effort and soul god I hate that word but let's kind of how to put it in uh we, we put a lot of ourselves into the show especially them obviously um and i'm just really excited for it to come up so if you are a listener and you're in the phoenix area uh information is on laughing pig facebook or laughingpigtheater.com i really would appreciate it if you would check it out guys it's really going to be a great show it's going to be a lot of fun in the meantime you can peep alex and i's chat in uh his little man cave at his house uh so you Think about the future and enjoy Alex Gilman. Starving Artist Phoenix. I'm Tony Machete. I've got Alex Gilman with me today. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Good. <laughs> Glad to hear. Special guest appearance by Ori. Ori. Ori, right. The dog that I've fallen in love with oh. in the last little bit of time. Bless your heart. Yeah, uh, she likes you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Alex, I, I wanted to talk to you in particular just because you have so many projects that you're kind of like in the initial steps of. I feel like you, yeah. you're kind of just starting out a lot of things, and I am really curious, like, what you feel like the future holds for you, I guess. Like, <laughs> well, you know, you, you've kind of made these decisions where you're trying a little bit of improv, trying a little bit of stand-up, a little bit of, uh, like, web stuff, like recording and all that. Um, so what made you decide to start these projects? Well, I am very good at starting things. <laughs> um, actually following through and finishing on them is, is something else entirely. <laughs> it's been, like, two years since I decided to start pursuing comedy, as broad and vague as that is. It's... Um, yeah, it it's been it's it's been a journey. So let's let's jump back into that though. So okay. what what was the turning point for you? What made you go from somebody who likes comedy to somebody who just wants to try it? I needed to do something else with my life. <laughs> like I I couldn't keep spending my days uh, in a used bookstore as much as I liked working there. Like I just needed to do something else, something more. If I'm being honest. I did it for the only reason anyone really does anything. That's the uh, you know love of a beautiful woman. <laughs> I mean, she is an ex now, but she she was the kind of catalyst for for actually making the decision. It was okay. I'm gonna have to go back even farther than that. Maybe like f f 
1702. Six, seven, yeah. 1907. No, um, it was maybe six or seven years ago. I decided to move to Spokane, Washington. Don't do that, is my <laughs> advice for you. I didn't do my research, and it turns out to not be as great a town as it seems on the internet. Shout out to all my listeners <laughs> in Spokane, Washington. Sorry, if you're there, cool, go somewhere else. No, it's a very pretty town. It, it just wasn't for me. But I was there for two months. The goal for, for going there was just kind of to get out of Arizona, to, to try something new, to be something different. I was unemployed that entire time, couldn't find work. And so one day I sat down and I kind of listed out the things that I uh, wanted to do, things that I had done and was good at and like where I actually wanted to take my life. The acting, writing, uh, comedy, these were all things on the list and they all seemed I I acted in high school Uh, I did theater I was really good at it not to brag but it just I I I was good but I decided to give it up after high school because the the business seems really cutthroat and and it just not something I wanted to be a part of and so was that here in Phoenix that, well yeah I grew up here uh Washington High School Mr. Johnson who I think has retired this year um yeah he was great uh <laughs> rest in peace <laughs> not yet <laughs> but yeah so so after after high school I just kind of wandered around aimlessly I uh you know, I, I didn't do well at university because I didn't have a direction or an idea to, to you know, take it. So I never went to class because there was nobody making me to go to class and no real motivation to go to class. I went to the ones I liked. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so NAU eventually kicked me out because um, uh, I never went to class. Um <laughs> Uh, they took my money still, uh, as all good <laughs> right. universities do. Um, but no, yeah. So, so yeah, I just kind of spent the next 10 years just not really having a direction, not really knowing where to go or what to do. Cut back forward to this trip to, uh, 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 Spokane, which when I look back on it, I, I try and just I have to think about it as like an extended vacation because it was uh, such an utter failure for what (laughs) I wanted it to be. But yeah, so I made that list of things I wanted to do, things I I felt I could do. And I started to do the research into what it would actually take to do these things. Um, And then I got a call from a friend and ended up going back to Flagstaff and, and, working at the same place for another couple of years <laughs> shelved the dream because I was, you know, happy to be not where I was <laughs> in, in Spokane. Yeah. Then a few years later, met this girl. Things were great. She was in, she was going to school in New York. Uh, so we only saw each other on breaks and it was kind of at this weird point where like, okay, I, I kind of need to, figure something out because you know if I want to I don't know go to New York or something I'm going to need to 
better skill set than just the about buying used books. And that's when I I went back to that list that I had made uh, of writing, acting, comedy, whatever. Um, I settled on comedy, again, not quite knowing what that meant. But, yeah, since then, it's been a weird, rocky road. How did you make that choice? I mean, if you're looking at this list of things, you have one that's already felt like was a positive skill set for you. What makes you lean towards comedy, of all things? Of all of the things, it was the one thing I could own. It was the one thing that I could do myself. Like, if you want to be an actor, you have to go through all these channels. You have to audition. You have to do this and that and the other. Uh, writing is a lot of work <laughs> that I didn't necessarily think about until, uh, you know, I started doing it. But but comedy was the one, stand-up specifically, it, it, it just even anything, sketches, videos, whatever, like... It's the one thing that you could just do on your own and you could own it. And as long as it's funny, like it doesn't, the rest of it doesn't matter. And that was the most appealing to me. It was the one thing that I didn't necessarily have to rely on playing with a system in order to do. You just had to be good at it. And then, you know, now that I've actually peeked into the comedy world, there definitely is like a system and channels, but it's still mostly falls on your shoulders you, you the performers like it's something that you can just do uh and you don't have to have an agent you don't have to have a manager in order to go anywhere with it it's kind of one of the things i feel like where what you do on the first day is still kind of the same job you do like when you're a professional at it like later on like you walk up to a, an open mic the first night and you're like you you do a set of comedy and then later on you just do a longer set of comedy yeah yeah it's 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 god it's such an interesting it's an interesting beast that i just never realized until i i decided to start pursuing it um that's another thing. I never felt less funny than when I started decided to pursue comedy. <laughs> like at this point, I'm I'm dissecting everything I'm saying and doing, and like trying to figure out what makes me laugh, what I find funny, and how do I translate this into into something that I can recreate and reproduce and get consistent <laughs> laughs and and this and that. And I don't know. I've written a few. Okay, as of this point, having done comedy for uh, two years now, roughly, more or less, um, I have done exactly four open mics uh, that have gone okay. I don't know, just, it's its own little click, and, like, it's definitely something you have to just keep doing. Uh, so what do you feel like is getting in the way of you doing that? Is it just like time management or is it not being confident with what you have? Not uh, confidence. <laughs> Definitely just having acting was easy for me because I had lines like they were just there. I just had to say them and emote and like it was easy. That was <laughs> all I had to do. Um, but with comedy it is yours you are owning it so like uh, when you do stand up like it's not just telling jokes uh, telling street jokes it's actually like delivering stuff that you make yourself and that's 
God, stand-up is it's an art form. It's a craft. It's it's a thing that you have to. It, that that's something that I never really. That that took me some time to like realize and admit is that by being a comedian, you are <clears throat> being an artist. You are uh, creating something. And not just creating something, you're creating something that's by its very design and definition needs to be seen. Like, comedy in a void is <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, uh, uh, it's not, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That's something that I'm trying to get a lot more comfortable with is actually just putting stuff out there, doing stuff. That's when... So yeah, I've taken, and, and you've asked me about this, like, as for the actual direction that I want to take this comedy into, I, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I've done a bit of stand-up, I've done a bit of improv, I've been making videos for YouTube, um, and I'm just kind of throwing a lot of stuff out there and trying to see what sticks. Um, I've been reading a lot of books, I have picked up a writing habit, whether or not any of it's good, uh, I don't really, I, I have a hard time saying that. Um, as besmirched as his name is, Louis C.K. says a, a, has a really great piece of advice, and that is, you know, when you look at your past, it, as long as you think your past is bad, you must be improving. And I think a lot of everything that I've done has been pretty bad. Um you know, friends or whoever will disagree, but it's, I don't know. Writing jokes is just a craft that I have not yet mastered. And it's, 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 it's a weird thing to actually sit down and write jokes. Like for me, at least it's not something that's. So have you, have you tried, is that what led you to try improv then just kind of taking the pressure off of having comedy that's already prepared yeah it 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 one it gave me stage time it gave me a stage to be on um to get me more comfortable with with just performing um because i mean i hadn't done it in 12 years since high school uh so being on a stage uh was nice not having to prepare anything was very nice like you could just go up and be in the moment and and <clears throat> like you know just working with people uh, uh, making co-workers or friends laugh that's a lot of what it is just being in the moment and telling the, a story that just is relevant because of the context we are in or whatever like it, it makes sense that way uh, have you had a bad night of improv? Do you feel like I've definitely had shows that I'm not totally happy with. Um, but if I can count the number of open mics on one hand, I can count the number of improv shows I've done on the other. Um, so, what's been the difference then? Because uh, we were talking off mic, and you you said you're you're going to continue taking improv courses. You have some shows lined up for like improv that you're trying to do. How has that been less discouraging, I guess? The community is nice. Like, having other people who are, like, there working toward the same goal uh, is nice. Having someone to play off of is nice. Um, it's not, it's not, the whole thing's not weighted on you. Uh, 
um, are on me. Like, it's not... It's not reliant on whether or not I can say something that'll make people laugh. It's playing with other people. It's... It's... That's interesting because that's kind of what you said the initial appeal was of stand-up, was that it is just you doing your thing, but as opposed to like, but that's the part that was almost, it's not kind of scary now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, it's fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. Uh, so where, where did the change happen, do you feel like? What, what, what was so different about actually doing it? How do you mean? Um, when you like you said you've done a couple open mics, you said they've you felt they've gone fine. What stopped you from doing more? That is a good question. <laughs> uh, again, just not okay. So so uh, I have this weird thing. I guess I have this weird thing where like. I only need to see a movie once and then I'm fine. Like if I'm watching a movie a second, the same movie a second time, then it's because it's a really good movie. But like, otherwise, like I only need to see it once and then I'm done. I'm fine. Move on to the next thing. Um, and, and I guess that's kind of how I feel with like the stand up Cause for all of my shows I've done, there's been some overlap, but I've done just uh, different material more or less so I guess that's a failing on me just not workshopping what I have and like making it good making it better improving on whatever um cause like most of the ones that I've done I've just been like fuck it I'm doing it like there was no preparation for it uh, other than like whatever I had written for it um it was just like uh uh Let's see, the the first one, I was about to leave Flagstaff, so, like, low risk, whatever. I can just say fuck it and go. Is that okay? Can I swear? You can say fuck it and go. Awesome. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the Let's see, the second one, what was the second one? Oh, yeah, the second one was I was working at Sprouts, and I was really mad because I was working on a shift that made me think I was going to miss this open mic that I wanted to get to. And it was this, this weird dichotomy of like relief that I don't have to go to it, but like also pissed that I can't go to it. Um, so um, I, I just went straight from work there just to kind of see if it was still going. And it was, and since I was there, I had to do something. Um, uh, and then the next one was a nice, like, uh, the next couple were like a, a high point of motivation where I could like, you know, yeah, I'm going to do this. And, and I, I hopped in and, and did it. And I don't know. An open mic is weird. It's not what you expect. Like, uh, uh, unless you've actually sat there and done it, like it's, you're just kind of performing for a room who's just waiting to go up and perform themselves. Like, the audience is different from an audience who actually wants to go see stand-up. Like, does it help that they are all sympathetic, though? Do you feel like um, that that made you more nervous to know that they're all comics themselves, or like was it helpful to know that like they're probably going to laugh because no one's going to be a dick about this? I mean, there's a little of that. The the. <clears throat> 
the sympathy laughter. Uh, uh, but at the same time, like a lot of, I don't know. I've been lucky in that uh, a lot of the the mics I've gone to have been kind of supportive. But there is a, a community. There is a clique that I think you have to like prove yourself to get into. I've observed it from the periphery. Like I've lurked on. Uh, uh, Facebook pages and, and Reddit pages and, and whatnot, like, and just kind of seeing the community from from that outward angle, and it is there is like uh, everybody's kind of just there for themselves. There, there's not a lot of people that are there for other comics, and then, I'm not saying that as a failing. It's I'm there for myself. Like I'm not there to see the other comics. I'm there to perform my own stuff. And so I don't know. It's it's weird. Uh, it, like I know I, I decided on comedy because it can be a solo endeavor, but at the same time I, I kind of the more I'm doing it, the more I'm getting into it, the more I'm finding that like having. A, a support structure of other people kind of going through the same things. Like, I, I'm seeing the usefulness of that. So you wanted to be alone, but you didn't realize it'd be lonely. <laughs> uh, that is a nice summary of my life, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when did you start developing stuff that was, like, recorded? Like, writing, you're, you're doing web series, that type of stuff? <clears throat> So writing, that, that was a habit I tried to pick up pretty quickly, um, pretty early, because, like, realizing that just getting on a stage and being funny takes a lot more preparation than just walking up stage and, and tell, telling jokes. And so the writing I, I tried to do pretty early, and I tried to get... Uh, you know, figure a lot of stuff out. I have a nice notebook that I'm slowly filling with all of the nice tidbits and advice from all of the books that I've been reading. How helpful any of it's been, I'm not sure. But uh, as far as making videos, doing the YouTube thing, um, really I've only done it for a couple months now. March? March of this year is when I started. I, I have a few that I... Uh, just kind of fucking around um, from last November, December, somewhere in that. Um, but as far as the, the Let's Play stuff, it was just kind of, uh, why did I want to do that? <laughs> I just wanted to make something. I just wanted to get something and put it out there. And like once it's out there, then there's nothing I can do about it. Like, it's just, it's there. So, so, <clears throat> uh, uh, cause that's been, I think part of the struggle is, is being so self-conscious about the stuff that I'm working on and not wanting to put it out there, not wanting to open, open it up to criticism and, and whatnot. And by putting these, these videos out there and like, just kind of making a consistent schedule on them, which I have been lazy about this week. <laughs> but doing that work is, has been beneficial, I feel. Like, it's, it's, it's a consistent thing to do. Because that's, the more that I'm doing this, the more I'm seeing that it's, uh, I can read and write all I want, but, like, the actual experience is what's going to make improvement. Uh, so do you feel like this has been kind of a way for you to... Uh, 
kind of like you, you get the experience of, of doing uh, like a, a set or something like that without the uh, like added stress of being up in front of people. So like doing this consistently, see, uh, consistently enough, you're maybe getting more into a rhythm of doing something. So yeah, maybe it'll be more of a baby just, step. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, I just needed to make something. Yeah. I just needed to, to do something because I had been really stagnant for a, a while for various reasons. Um, but yeah, I just needed to do something, and I don't know. Like a, a handful of the the videos that I've done, I'm pretty happy about. Like there's this that this cool part in this episode, I was really happy with, or you know that cool thing that I made for that one, I, I was pretty happy with. The rest of it, not so much. Like I I, I feel it's kind of boring. Like it's not something that I. I would necessarily want to watch but this you've kept doing <laughs> yeah I don't know I feel like more recently uh, I've, I've hit a wall with it because I want to do something else something more and I just don't know exactly what or how uh, but I've been getting ideas and like you know playing with you today <laughs> was a lot of fun looking forward to to getting those episodes out there but yeah i i don't know i i feel like i tend to have a lot of big ideas um i just need to figure out how to like follow through on them uh i i want to talk a little bit more about like the the books and everything because i mean i saw the little library that you have built up back there you have you know some big ones like truth and comedy like mm -hmm. trying to help burn until close uh steve martin standing up mm -hmm. um those are like some kind of legendary texts kind of about people getting started uh, and you said you've written some stuff down like tidbits and stuff from it what do you feel like you've gotten from those <laughs> if, um I don't know. <laughs> um, just, just, uh, well, so, and this is another book. Uh, it's, it's in the other room. Um, Mike Sachs, Poking a Dead Frog. You, do you know the phrase? Um, dissecting a joke is like poking a dead frog. Like, it's just, it's there. Like, it's just a dead frog. It's not, it, <clears throat> dissecting a joke it's not funny anymore it just lays uh flat and so i, I guess a lot of it is just trying to internalize a lot of different ideas about comedy what what makes this funny what like is the joke structure of that or whatever just trying to internalize it so that i can apply it when i do is this that or the other do you find yourself having like little sessions of writing jokes after reading the books? Typically I'll come up with something like mid paragraph that I'm reading and like, I'll just write it out and whether or not it's good or not, I, I don't know. But like, I tend to do have ideas while in the midst of trying to study something. <laughs> so what happens with that material? Walking through like, uh, you've, you've written ha like a big idea on a page. How does that for you get broken into something that you might deliver on stage? Um, a lot of times it doesn't, <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> if it's um, I don't know if it's something that I feel like really good about, then I might uh, try and develop it further. 
one of them... So in addition to, like, all the books and the tidbits and whatnot, I've also come up with just a lot of weird exercises kind of just to force me to write. Because, you know, you sit down with a pen and paper and it's like, okay, well, what now? One of the weird little exercise uh, exercises I do, I call it rolling for comedy. So the first iteration of this was uh, a grid of six columns and 20 rows. And I just put a random word in in each of these spaces and then i rolled a d6 and a d20 uh to pick out the first word i did it a second time to pick out the second word and then i would just kind of combine them and like write whatever comes from that well yeah i so i'm I'm walking you through the development of a particular bit here one that i have i ever actually performed it i don't think i have the words were youtube connoisseur I think. Okay. And so the things I wrote, it might have been porn connoisseur. I don't know. (laughs) I call it the porn bit because that's (laughs) what it is. And so I wrote out that little bit. And then um, last summer I'm driving to California with my little brother. And he's going through uh, a couple of my notebooks and sees this, uh, whatever that I writ. The, uh, this bit about uh, uh, a connoisseur of porn, someone who is very <laughs> hoity-toity and, and picky and like knows this, that, and the other about you know, various uh, performers or, or whatever. And he liked that. And like, you know, we, we talked it out, and that's when I kind of started developing it a little more and like adding various bits and details and it kind of morphed into just this this bit about porn (laughs) Um, and so like i have pages and pages in a specific notebook that are just dedicated to porn (laughs) because you already had all just i mean well (laughs) uh, that one file on my computer no, like various terms, various uh, uh, websites and references, and just trying to figure out how to twist these things into m- making it sound funny. I'm curious because that ver- that approach is very like uh, sketch based. It seems like it, like taking a topic that isn't necessarily something that like comes naturally from you, but like take a thing and and to find out what's funny about it and uh, like kind of play with it like that. You've gotten this kind of character that you've created from it. I feel like it does lean more towards, like, improv or sketch. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, because you seem like you're a little more comfortable doing stuff like that. Like, do you ever feel like you're trying to take these other kinds of humor that you have and force it into, like, a traditional stand-up comedy setting? Like, you have an idea of what stand-up's supposed to look like, and so you're trying to warp what you want to do into that? Maybe. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, the more I'm doing stuff... And again, like, I haven't done a, a lot of stand-up, and I haven't done it in a long time. Um, I, I feel like I am leaning more toward uh, uh, improv or, or sketch comedy or whatever. Like, you know, the dream is SNL or something uh, along those lines. Like, I, I do feel like I am leaning more toward that performance aspect rather than holding a mic and telling jokes. Like, it's it's... I don't know. It's a different. They're very different beasts, and and I I do feel like I'm I'm leaning more toward the acting and performing side of it rather than the stand up part of it. 
Just because I, I, I know that, you know, there are people out there who obviously kind of uh, stretch the definition of, like, what stand-up can be, and there's a lot of alt-comics and stuff that do really fun, great stuff. Um, but I, I'm, I'm wondering how often people, um, they look at, you know, stand-up as, like, this thing that you do, and, like... This, how much that they, they could be like expressing themselves in different ways I guess <laughs> like finding ways to go around that but they feel like this is the way you're supposed to do it well yeah. so a lot of I mean a lot of those those character stand ups uh, tend to stop doing stand up and go into uh, acting um, Steve Martin like his whole bit was just a big wild crazy character that uh, uh, and you know once it got him to where he wanted to be like he put it down he stopped being a uh, stand-up yeah. oh what's her name i'm blanking on her roseanne name. Barr. not roseanne Barr. uh <laughs> she's something else entirely uh 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 kristen no, no. kristen wig not kristen wig <laughs> tell me a character how can i do uh, Alex has left the interview to look something up on Google. This has never happened in the history of Starving Artist Phoenix. She's, she's, she's looking up 30 Rock. He might be talking about Tina Fey. 30 Rock, not Tina Fey. <laughs> Tina Fey's great. Um, Maybe talking about Jen Kukowski. She, she, or... was, she was the, the other, the Jack McBayer analog, the female. Um... Oh, uh, Kristen Shaw. That's is who he's talking yes. about. Yes, Okay. <laughs> Kristen Shaw, um, she, I heard a podcast with her that was, um, was it good one? I don't remember. Shout out to this Go other look podcast. look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but she was talking about her career and her life. And like, when she talks about her early stand-up stuff, it is very performance-based. It is very just here's the gag and like we're gonna act off of the gag as opposed to just standing there telling jokes mm-hmm. a lot of those stand-ups eventually just go into straight performance uh, character work character uh, acting whereas there are stand-ups out there who for whatever reason can't break out of that stand-up persona they just don't they don't act they just perform they are always that that particular caricature of themselves regardless of of like the context of the the show or movie or what uh, sketch or whatever do you do you feel like if since that's kind of what you feel like you're inclined to uh inclined towards do you, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> do you feel like there's a way that you can kind of skip the stand-up step then and like kind of start off down that road you know in in phoenix you know as somebody an amateur Probably. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, it's definitely. It's definitely a different road. I don't know. Like I, I have seen and heard a lot of uh, uh, different performers out there who like. They say doing stand up was good for them. Like it, it helped them perform. It helped them deal with a crowd. It helped them right it helped them create this that and the other that made whatever they moved on to do better like it it, it i don't want to say it's a necessary component but it's definitely a, a a helpful component if if like joke writing is something that you want to do uh but i don't know 
It's a weird path. So it's it's. I have been thinking of it as a path because you know, uh, for twelve years I just wandered aimlessly. Um, now that I've finally picked something, I'm seeing all of the different like twists and turns that this path can possibly take, and that's its own mess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm. I, I think I finally have to force that to it myself to admit that, like, yeah, I, I I am an actor, I am a performer, like, even though I haven't done it in so long, aside from the improv lately. It's definitely part of who I am, and it's something I want to keep doing. Why do you think that's hard for you to admit? I don't like labels. <laughs> I've never liked labels. Like, I've... <laughs> My whole life, I have avoided them at all costs. Okay, again, not to cut you off, but, like, <laughs> a lot of this conversation has been, like, so I decided to do the comedy path as opposed to, like, the writing path and the acting right. path. It seems like these are labels you're kind of creating. Yeah, well, it, it's, yeah, following the comedy path is not saying I am a stand-up comic. Like, okay. that's, that's the difference. Like, I... I didn't want to call myself an artist because I didn't want, you know, all of the connotations that come with the the moody artist or whatever along with it. I didn't want to call myself, well, I didn't want to call myself a stand-up comedian uh, until I got paid for it. <laughs> but, like, with any, with any art, with any just even clicky things in high school, like, uh, uh, it's just not, it, I, I, I tried really hard to avoid being labeled as anything. Looking back on it, I was probably labeled a drama kid in high school, which I'm fine with now. But, you know, I've, I've done some painting, I've done some other art things, but I've never wanted to call myself an artist. Uh, so, you know, the, the realization, the, and I, I probably wrote it in one of the many notebooks that are littered in this room, <laughs> Because that writing has been helpful. Because it has been, it has been a very personal journey. Like what little I have done in this time, I've learned so much about myself, who I am. Because like, the wandering aimlessly is also kind of an avoidance of a lot of that stuff. Uh, uh, and so, at some point in one of these journals, I, I wrote out like, yeah, I. Am uh, an actor, like I am an improviser. I am whatever. Like finally, I don't know, picking a label and and sticking it on myself. Whether or not I live up to that is, you know, another thing entirely. But that was something that I kind of learned in in uh, one of the improv classes. Is like, you know, I, I did a scene where I made a strong choice. And whether or not it was good or bad doesn't matter, but, I, like, I did it well because I made the choice and I stuck with it and I, I followed it through. Whereas, like, immediately after that, I did another scene where I just didn't make a choice. I was just going to be there and react to whatever and just kind of... Mm -hmm. And, like, just the fact that I had made a choice changed the, the, the performance entirely, like it, it was much more enjoyable for for me for my fellow performers for our instructor like it was it was an all around good scene when i made that strong choice that's a 
I think that's kind of uh, sentiment to, to wrap it up on the last couple of questions I'd like to ask. Sure. Uh, first off, any other artists in town, institutions, or anything like that you want to give a shout out to and your recognition? Torch Theater is great. Community is great. The, a lot of really good people. Uh, the instructors are, are really great. They're really patient and tactful and um, <laughs> they're uh, uh, truly a great group of people and I, 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 a lot of the personal realizations I've made I probably wouldn't have made without the Torch Theater and learning improv from them. Right on. Um, any personal projects, websites, anything you want to plug? Well, if you want to see some of my lackluster videos uh, and watch me improve on YouTube, my channel is Doc Dig. I'm not a doctor, but I know my way around a pharmacy. Uh, no, that's <laughs> in one of these notebooks. Scratch that other notebook. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. In one of these notebooks, I, I, I decided, I, I thought that would be a good idea to, to introduce myself like that. And I have this list of um, bad medical puns. Go to my channel and you'll start seeing them, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, it's a Let's Play channel. Um, I basically play video games and then talk over them. There's also other fun, weird stuff. Um, you're going to show up on some of them uh, soon. Um, last thing I'd like to ask is just a piece of advice you want to give someone who's trying to go down the same path that you are. Uh, well, hopefully by this point you've already made your decision. Um, I, uh, make a choice and follow through with it. And if you find that it's not going taking you where you want to it's okay to change your mind like it's okay to take different paths it's okay to your path is your own don't compare yourself to anyone else because they've already walked their path like you have to walk your own nice i like it all right <laughs> walk your own path love it alex goman thanks so much man. thanks tony Special thanks to Nick Machete for writing our theme music and Taylor Machete for all of her support. If you are enjoying the podcast so far, don't forget to follow us and leave nice ratings on Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Pinecast.co. And if you or someone you know is pursuing something artistic in the Phoenix area and you'd like to be on the podcast, write to me at starvingartistsphx at gmail.com.